0: Kelly, I have an important question for you. Shoot. If you could disinvent one thing, what would it be? And also why? Okay. Screw
1: me, huh? I'm the one that came up with this question, and I hopped (laughs) down here, and I was like,
0: I don't have an answer (laughs) to this. And see, I thought that you asked this question because you had, like, a really thought-out answer. Like... (laughs) No, I was like, that's a really good question,
1: and then I didn't think about it, and now here we are, and I don't, like, have a real answer.
0: My brain is going to straight, like, straight to the Miss America pageant, and just saying, like, I would disinvent (laughs) a lack of peace in the world. (laughs) I mean, I wish I could, like, that would be awesome, but I don't think that's what the question is about. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Probably not, huh? No, like, I'm trying to think of, like, I mean, like, I could be serious and be like, Instagram. I'd have so many hours of my life back. Um, Which is true, but it's a good creative outlet. So
0: do I totally wish it was disinvented? No. I would disinvent the movie The Circle with Emma Watson in it. It was awful. It was so (laughs) bad. I watched it with my RA staff one year, like not long after it came out. Because our residence director, like our boss... Heard that we were going to have a movie night. And was like, I don't know. I've heard The Circle is good. I don't think he had seen it. (laughs) And most of us watched it together. And afterwards we were like, how dare you have led us down this path of destruction. It was horrible. (laughs) And he was like, what do you mean? And we were like, exactly what we're saying. It's bad. So I would disinvent that movie. Okay. Never watched it. Now it's officially for sure not on my list. I feel like I've like... Heard that one I also have heard that not the book was not great either so is it a book? yeah yeah it's like almost dystopian I think based on the movie I've never seen the I've never read the book but I think that the movie the movie leads me to believe that it's like supposed to be dystopian-esque if that makes okay. any sense I don't think that it really is dystopian but it kind of leads to that okay yeah well,
1: okay, let's let's disinvent plastic. Let's disinvent plastic. Do it. Disinvent let's disinvent sporks. They're useless.
0: <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna say sports. Like football and basketball. Also
1: sports. Let's
0: disinvent <laughs> sports. <laughs> Who likes sports? Ew. Ew. Ow. Ow. <laughs> no one even watches them. No one even makes money off of that. Ow. <laughs>
1: I'm Kelly. And I'm Mariah. And this is Peak Distraction,
0: a podcast about everything.
1: All right, Mariah, what are we talking about today? We are talking about a book that you
0: chose. <laughs> called oh, really? book lovers <laughs> book lovers by emily henry yes which you loved right
1: i yes i did mm. i did love it but i'm like anything emily henry writes i love that's really fair she's like the taylor swift of books for me like oh cannot come out with a bad book
0: <laughs> so you did not love it <laughs> I cried at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I finished it. I skipped maybe five chapters right in the middle. So there were times where someone would reference something and I'd be like, oh, oh, that's what happened. So so, (laughs) I feel like maybe you and I could have switched copies and I would have been really happy about it.
1: Yeah, because I was missing 15 pages. So...
0: (laughs) whatever happened with that which
1: yeah I never finished telling you about that so I so I got to page I think it was like page one it was 184 I had to page 184 and I was like vibing I'd read all day I had read 184 pages all day and I was like I'm just gonna finish this book today and then I get to 184 and the sentence should carry on but instead there was page 202 right there (laughs) (laughs) um so my book was missing 15 pages so I took it back to target I was like hey I need to return this and the kid that was helping me was like oh for sure yeah and then he like scanned it scanned my receipt whatever and I was like oh won't let me return it like you can't return like like books are counted as like dvds and movies those are the same thing but they're counted as like movies and music and like technology stuff that you like can't return at target which like I mean to an extent I get because yeah the authors are like earning money off of it so you can't really like return it and then also like when you read a book I mean you can tell someone's read a book so yeah especially because I ear the shit out of my books um
0: so monster
1: (laughs) I know I know unpopular opinion um but yeah so I get I get it but I was like It's missing 15 pages. Come on. So is there anyone else that I can talk to? Maybe, like, a manager or something? (laughs) Um, And then someone, like, came up uh, right as I was, like, asking if there was someone else to talk to. And she, like, found a workaround in the system and got me a gift card. And then I went back and I immediately bought it. And it was on sale. So I, like, made $5.
0: Whoa! I mean, I got a Target pages. gift card.
1: Yeah, I've I've got a Target gift card, so I'm spending that money at Target, anyways. Um, but yeah, and but I was about to be like super mad, like I like I'm gonna go exchange it and get another copy. I just I want to finish the book, but I I spent fifteen dollars on it. I can't finish the book because it's missing fifteen pages, But I don't want to own a second
0: copy of it. So and. You- <laughs> and you care about those fifteen pages a lot more than I would have. All I'm saying is that I probably would have just texted you and said, "Hey, what happens between pages one eighty-five and one two whatever?" You probably wouldn't even have texted and asked. You probably just would have carried on and been like, "Oh well." <laughs> <laughs> Except until chapter like thirty, I really liked, like I enjoyed it. My beef was like, is it a spoiler alert? What I'm about to say. I don't know, I can't tell. Warning, this episode contains mild spoiler alerts, and if it's a real spoiler alert, one of us will tell you. Well, okay, should we give a summary of the book first? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. Give a summary. Tell me... <laughs> Wait, can I tell you what I think happens? And then you tell me your real summary? Because you, what like, you do this. think
1: happens?
0: No. <laughs> Did you read it or not? <laughs> I did I read it I read the book I don't know if it counts because I did skip those chapters in the middle but what I would say is book what is what does she even do what is (laughs) I really I read the book my brain goes to editor but that's not her job she's she's a literary agent thank you literary agent who is feisty and hardworking and really witty and funny, and her mom is dead. No one warned me, Kelly. The mom is dead. I did not know that. Hi, that's fair. Okay, a friend did try to warn me, but I didn't pick up on her subtle warnings, and so when I was reading it, I texted her and was like, what the hell? (laughs) And she was like, I tried to tell you, and I was like, you could have... I don't... Okay. Okay. Anyhow, okay. But that is a big part of the story. It, like, follows through until the very end of the book. You hear about her dead mom. <sighs> Anyhow, she has a sister who she's really close with. And the sister says, hey, hey, buddy, let's go on a Hallmark-style vacation together for a month. And when I was reading that, I literally, I'm sorry, I know I'm not supposed to be telling you how I feel about it. But I was like a month. Okay, summary first. Summary first. I'm, I know. I'm trying. I'm really. You know what? You give a summary because that's all that I can think of that I can say. Okay, without... and we'll get in. We'll get into all the dirty details after we uh, say what I the know. book is
1: about.
0: <laughs> I tried okay. really hard. That was me trying, Kelly.
1: <laughs> so it is a rom com. So pretty sure you can probably already guess the ending. But it is Nora Stevens is a literary agent living in New York City. And Charlie Lastra is like the love interest. And he is a book editor in New York City. Um, They first meet when Nora wants Charlie to edit her client's book. And her client's book is set in Sunshine Falls. Um, Then fast forward where everything starts. Her sister Libby is like, hey, I am about to have my, like, third baby, and I'm, like, wiped out, so we're going to go on a month-long vacation to Sunshine Falls because it's your client's book. How cute. And she has, like, You're a doing whole list such of like, things they need to accomplish. Thank you. <laughs> um, she has a whole list of things that they're going to accomplish in this month-long vacation there. Um, and most of them have to do with Nora's life. Um, she is also, like, like – This book plays on a lot of, like, Hallmark tropes, for sure. Like, the small-town thing. Nora's boyfriends have always left her for, like, small-town inns or small-town horse ranches. Like, exactly like all the
0: Hallmark movies. And the women who run them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and the women who run them. And she is, like, the... She's, like, the New York City ice queen who's, like, portrayed as, like, the bad person in all the Hallmark movies. But she's the main character in this one. So emily henry's kind of like
0: flipping the trope
1: around i guess yeah
0: maybe. yeah so i really enjoyed those aspects of the book i'm sorry was there any other summary that you wanted to say Uh no i mean i think that's pretty much it right yeah i think that that is a good description of what happens it yeah. says I, I
1: just read the sentence on the back nora knows she's not an ideal heroine and that's kind of like the
0: whole premise right there that's true that's really true I really enjoyed all of the tropes and all of the Hallmark stuff. Like, I want to say that. I thought that it was a fun story. I thought that it was, like, really enjoyable to read. That's good. <laughs> That's something positive. Okay,
1: you thought it was really enjoyable to read. But there yes. were also a lot of unenjoyable
0: parts for it. Well, I don't even... I, I hate being the person who's like, well, it was fine, but... Because I don't feel that way. I feel like it was a really fun book, and I really enjoy watching dumb Hallmark movies. Like, that is one of my favorite pastimes. I would not trick, but kind of trick one of my friends in college to watch them with me. And, like, (laughs) at the end of one... Oh my gosh, we watched one together. Do you remember that? A dumb Hallmark movie? Yeah. With a host mom. I don't remember that, but I'm also not surprised by that. Um, that was when <laughs> there was kissing in the movie, and we all went, inappropriate, inappropriate. <laughs> I still don't remember that, but that also really I think
1: that surprised me.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, same. Anyhow, sorry, <laughs> I got way off track. I love a rom-com. That's what I really enjoyed about it, was that rom-com Hallmark movie familial love, romantic love, dipping your toes in the water of something that you're not used to. I really enjoyed all of those things about it. What what did you like about it? Tell me the things you liked. Oh,
1: okay. And then I need to hear all the juicy details of what you didn't like with drama added, please. Um... Let's see. Okay, I really liked the kind of, like, the flipping of the tropes, you know? I liked the Mm -hmm. whole, like, using the the Ice Queen as, like, the main character. Um, I really liked that she was, like, a city person through and through, and Mm -hmm. that, like, the small town thing was not her thing, mostly because that just reminded me of me. Um, (laughs) So take that as you will oh 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 a big thing that I really liked was that there was no miscommunication at all
0: mm, there was yeah. like one
1: little bit that I'll maybe talk about later but like what the, the I, I'm sure a lot of people who read rom-coms can agree that the miscommunication trope is like the most frustrating thing on earth like if you just freaking talked to each other <laughs> or like said how you're feeling honestly this book could have ended like 200 pages ago <laughs> you know so like yes. I hate when like authors use that to like extend things but like that wasn't the case like both of the characters were like very upfront with each other and were like mm-hmm. very honest they may be like held back on some details sometimes but there was never like a miscommunication or like getting super emotional because you like didn't have all the information or something
0: yeah um, and the so, problem like, was the story. double-headed Yeah, and the problem of the story was not their lack of communication. Like, that wasn't the plot point. And I I really enjoyed that, too, actually. When I saw that and, like, what you had written, I was like, yeah, that is a good point. I didn't even notice, but yes, exactly. Yeah, it was just, like, really refreshing because I've read so many of the miscommunication
1: ones. and like, Mm. I mean, am I still going to read them? Am I still going to cry? Probably, (laughs) yes. But it's also annoying as hell.
0: Did you cry at the end of this book? Surprisingly, no.
1: I've cried, and she has more books. I haven't read her earlier books, so maybe I shouldn't say I read every book she writes because I haven't actually (laughs) read her earlier things. But I cried in Beatread, and I cried in People We Meet on Vacation. I I teared up in this one. Mm -hmm. I didn't cry, though,
0: which I will get to. (sighs) Okay, that's fair. I feel like... I did some crying probably because it was like, that is too close to home, ma'am. Dead moms are not things that we write books about.
1: (laughs) Yeah, see, I was reading through it and I was like, ooh, this might be a tough one. And I never said anything to you, but because you were because you started reading it before me, so I was like, "Well, she's probably already in too deep." So yeah, I'll just let her pick the next book.
0: (laughs) Well, one of my sisters. I was visiting one of my sisters when I started reading it, and um, she had she and I had been talking about like easy read books, and I think that Emily Henry is really good at writing books that are just enjoyable reads. But I was like, honestly, this book is really fun to read, but the mom is dead. And she was like, nah, we're not, I'm not doing that. And I was like, yeah, I understand that. Um, In case, listeners, you hadn't picked up on this yet, my mom is dead. So, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, it's always interesting to read how authors write about, like, dead parents as well. Because I think that some people write what they think grief is like and they're way off base of what, like, anything I've experienced or anything anyone I know has experienced of grief, especially losing a parent. And I know, like, a number of people who have lost parents, and so, whatever. Anyhow, I thought that it was well-written in that aspect. I was wondering,
1: today, as I was finishing it up, I was, like, actually wondering in some of, like, the the dead mom parts...
0: For my expert opinion, is that what you were looking for? No,
1: not for your expert (laughs) opinion, but I I was wondering, like, I wonder how accurate this is, because, like, I don't know, Mm. I don't know if Emily Henry has been through that or not, but, like, I mean, as someone who still has both parents, I mean, it seems, like, believable, but I was like, so I wonder, like, if this is real or not, or if this is, like, definitely someone who still has both parents who Mm. is writing about losing a parent.
0: I think that from what I picked up in her writing, I thought she did a really good job of like weaving it subtly into her writing in a way that I was like, ah, maybe you don't know what it's like to lose a parent, but you know grief, like. Okay. Yeah. Because you know what it feels like to have that just sort of like woven into your waking hours and your sleeping hours and like, You go far away, and you still think about it, and you are close to it, and you think about it, and, like, sometimes you can't cry about it.
1: There were, like, really random, like, triggers, I guess, that would, like, Mm -hmm. spark those memories, and, like, I guess, I mean, that's pretty true to grief.
0: Yeah, yeah, I thought that that part was really well written, and I think, too, like, um, a good friend of mine, when my mom did die, was, like, here's the thing, you know... Kelly about the Thestrals and Harry Potter, those like bird horse things that only people who have seen death can see. So this person I was talking to was like, you'll know when you meet someone who has met the Thestrals and he's been right. Like through and through, I, when I talk about grief with people, I can tell when they know like they've met the Thestrals. And so that was kind of the vibe that I got reading Emily Henry's writing was like, Maybe she hasn't, but she knows like she's really empathetic then and gets it because I thought she did a really good job writing about it, and that's my opinion. Maybe somebody is gonna listen to this and be yeah. like, "I thought she did a terrible job," and here's why, and that's fine. But for my experience, I thought she did a great job. Okay, cool.
1: I also a uh, last thing I guess about that
0: is mm-hmm. that I thought
1: I really liked how sh- the two sisters, Nora and Libby, had like different memories or perspectives. Of their mom. Yeah. Like, yeah, I thought I that agree. was, like, a really cool aspect, too. Like, they weren't both, like, oh, our mom was, like, the best person in the whole world, whatever. Um, And, like, they both had, like, very different, like, memories of what it was mm-hmm. like growing up with her and then what it was like to, like, miss her, too. And, like, kind of yeah. reflect back on it. So I thought that was an interesting aspect.
0: Yeah, That's agreed. Funny. Kelly, was there anything that you didn't like about this book? There were, I mean, yes,
1: there were... There were things that I did not like, and there were things that I found interesting as well. Um, I I guess I wouldn't say that I, like, didn't like this, but I more was, like, thinking, and I was like, hmm, that's actually kind of funny. Um, Nora texts, or emails Charlie at the coffee shop in Sunshine Falls to see if it's actually Charlie (laughs) Lastra in Sunshine Falls, and she just decides to, like, email him about Bigfoot erotica and I was like yes. that
0: was your go-to <laughs> like <laughs> was that how she started the conversation I can't remember and It it was very early on yeah really
1: like either the first email or like the third email that she sent and I mean it was like pretty entertaining but I was like I mean how do you come up with that and then two I was like that's literally how everything started was just Bigfoot erotica and I looked it up and it's real the book that is in there is a it's a real book you can get it on kindle so if anyone's interested please don't do that you can you can go ahead it's a real thing Bigfoot erotica so if that's your thing not gonna judge you
0: I might a little bit I'm not gonna lie (laughs) no not actually but I will question I'm gonna ask you why if I ever meet someone who's like yeah Bigfoot erotica is my genre that I like to read and sometimes write I don't know what I have more questions,
1: like, who I have more questions for. Like, do I have more questions for the author? Like, how did you come up with this idea? (laughs) Or do I have more questions for,
0: like, the readers? Like, why is there a market for this in the first place? I 100% have more questions for the readers. Because the writers, I feel like you can imagine anything how did the writer identify this gap in the market? And, hmm, there's not enough Bigfoot Veronica out there. This is my time to shine. It was definitely a like late night beer shower thought, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a
1: fantastic oh book. And then they wrote the whole thing in like the next two hours and just self-published it on Amazon.
0: I hope so. I hope it was a college professor who used a pseudonym. I did not like. First of all, I didn't like that I was surprised by spicy bits. I just don't read any books that have spicy bits in them. I like haven't. Before. I've, I think I've read one book. <laughs> You're laughing at me. <laughs> okay, I was laughing
1: because the spicy bits. First, okay, I think there were more spicy but spicy bits in this book than there were on her two previous mm. books. Um, But also, like, it's kind of subtle. Like, they don't really last that long. There's only, like, a handful of them compared to, like, other romance novels I've read. But they're so... You can tell when they're coming up. Well, I couldn't. Obviously. Whenever they start talking about, like, thighs and a
0: heavy feeling (laughs) in my stomach swirling around, like, you know it's about to get spicy. Okay, but here's the thing. Like... I read that, and I was like, okay, I see that Spice is about to happen. And then the Spice didn't happen for, like, four more pages. So anyhow, I was frustrated that the spicy bits surprised me sometimes. And you know what? You're right. I should have noticed them but I didn't know how spicy her writing was. And so I was like, maybe this will just be like a fade to black kind of situation. It wasn't. It wasn't a fade to black kind of situation. Definitely definitely not a closed door Mm-mm. romance. Definitely N- not. No, no. And that was why I skipped a few chapters in the middle. Um, so that was something I was like, Ugh. which is probably great writing for a romance author. Just not great for me to consume. Because I was like, I didn't want to read the spicy bits. So. I actually laughed at one of the spicy bits today like I was like
1: oh my gosh. like I just I think it's funny reading like romance writers like describe spicy scenes because like the language is just so ridiculous yes <laughs> like, like so over the top yes it's hilarious Hence the I get Googling. a lot of entertainment out of it yeah I get a lot of entertainment like I'm like how do you even come up with this and then I like imagine like trying
0: to like sit down and write that I'm like oh. I could not like <laughs> honestly yeah. if I'm writing and I have to write someone like kissing someone else even that I'm like I don't know what I'm saying I like <laughs> he touched her face and their lips met <laughs> like I hate how that sounds I just it just then... makes me go. Bleh.
1: The pink skin on his face meant the pig the pink skin
0: on her face. What does that even mean? Anyhow, so that was the first The moist No The moist (laughs) pink (laughs) Stop. Stop I'm just describing a kiss. Well you're doing a bad job. This is no longer a judgment free zone. Oh my gosh. Not my problem if you can't recognize good writing. (laughs) Uh. You're right. That's my bad. My B, my B. Can I tell you the other thing that I did not like about this book? Yes. Yes. (sighs) Nora. So Nora was a really interesting character. I really liked her because in one, like, view of her, she's this really loving, like, passionate, heartfelt aunt and sister. Um, And then on the other hand, she's this like, described as a shark, like a go-getter, like also really passionate about her work, but it comes across as like cold and um, like hurtful to other people. But so I didn't have a beef with that. I actually really enjoyed that because I have friends who are like that. Like, I have a friend who, when I first met her, I literally was like, she is a cold, hard bitch, and she hates me. Like, because <laughs> I'm like, la, 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 I'm gonna do whatever. And we sat next to each other in an 8 a.m., and she just, like, didn't even look at me. And then a couple of months later, we had another class, and we both gave each other the space to be ourselves. And now we're, like, really good friends. Um, <laughs> so, but anyhow, so I really enjoy people... Who are like that and who are like on one side of them there's this like perception and then on the other side there's whatever you know what i'm trying to say those are
1: the best friendships like yes. the best friendships are like
0: like yo bro i hated you when we first met yes. like <laughs> yes yes I agree. Or, like, I was a little scared of you when we first met. Like, I was scared of you, Kelly. I thought you were really cool. And I was like, she's never gonna want to be my friend. (laughs) I, like... I literally had cardboard cutouts of two of my best friends in my bag. (laughs) I was not cool. But in my head, I was like, I don't know, maybe she's a freaking trendsetter or something. Um. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm just a trendsetter. (laughs) So, anyhow. Anyhow, I really enjoyed her character. However... There were times where she would think things that were just, like, too far her character. Like, she would describe how much she loved her nieces. And I was like, this is great. That's beautiful. I love my nephews so much. And I could go on and on about them all day. Like, how funny and cute they are. But she would describe them and then be like, I want to vomit my whole heart out and, like, poop rainbows because i love them so much and i was like this is dumb stop it i do agree that like i was a little sappy yeah and there were times where it was like areas yeah it was like this is leaning too far into that character of like the loving aunt like this is just too far so that that part wasn't my jam and i think that was the biggest beef that i had with the story um or like and also that charlie didn't have any faults like, he was perfect. Okay, I didn't think about that, but now that you say that, you're right.
1: Yeah. Like, and there was, they had a conversation about where she was like, you know, like, I'm not perfect, whatever. And then he was like, I'm not either. But then, like, couldn't come up with any examples. Like, yeah. uh, if you can't come up with any examples, then I don't believe
0: you. Literally. Like, and I got to the end of the book. I got to the epilogue, and I was reading it, and I was like... This is great, and I'm sure that people really do say things like this, but I I don't believe it either. Like, he just said too many lovely things all the time. And I was like, I don't know anyone, anyone who talks like that,
1: you know? Well, I mean, it's, like, classic, like, it's a boy, it's a male character, like, a hot male character written by a woman, you know, like... Classic, like, it's from the romance novel.
0: Are men actually like that? Not really, no. That's true. However, I think that it's different reading it from a single person's perspective than it is from the perspective of someone who's in a relationship. Because, like, you in a relationship, you know what it's like to talk to someone who loves you romantically and, like, the things that he says to you. And I'm over here like, I don't think that's real is that real do men talk like that am i do i have low standards like (laughs) i've been told jacob doesn't talk to me like that just to make you feel better (laughs) it does make me feel better because literally kelly like i've been told essentially since i was 18 that my standards are too high and i've been like no no (laughs) no i just know what i'm about and i want that person to know what they're about too um but like reading these books i'm like there's do men I mean, I would love to be talked to like that, but... Do men like that exist? I, that's literally... I'm like, I don't think so. Like, I think that this is the fictional part of the fiction book, but also, like, you know? I think the TikTok trend, that's, like,
1: when he when he says these things to me, and then it's, like, the screenshots of, like, the, te- the ridiculous text messages. I think those are the best, and that's, like... The reality of a relationship. And Charlie Laster did not say any of those things. There was never a moment that you could be like, the best part is when he says this to me. And then he's like, I don't know, Nora. Bring
0: me a plunger.
1: Take a friggin'
0: shower. Yes. Yeah, bring me a plunger. <laughs> yeah, he literally, like, I'm not even convinced that Charlie Laster poops is where I'm at. Yeah, I'm I'm not either. <laughs> Does he? I mean, if he does, it definitely doesn't stink. I, think I bet Nora does because
1: she's the imperfect heroine. Yeah, and I bet her shit is extra stinky. She's taken, <laughs> she's taken some fat dumps for sure. Fat dumps. <laughs> Nora Stevens, Ice Queen, taker
0: of fat dumps. <laughs> yeah, that's you know what. Same. I agree. I concur. <laughs> You know what I did enjoy? I enjoyed that every character was consistently witty. Like, except for, what's her face? Nora's sister, Libby. Libby's husband. Not witty. The only not witty character in the whole frickin' book. We
1: don't know anything about Brandon, except for that he's like...
0: A bad hugger, which I read four different times.
1: Yeah, he's a bad hugger, because he does, like, (laughs) the side hug. Which, I mean, yeah, that's a bad hugger, but, like, we know that he's a bad hugger, we know that he is super kind and sweet, and we know that he is employed.
0: (laughs) Um, I would like to argue that I have had good side hugs. There have been side hugs that I've had, and I've walked away being like, I felt really loved by that hug. Also, there's a point where Nora is talking about how much she loves her brother-in-law, and, like, she's getting emotional about it. And I cannot explain to you how relatable that content is. There have been a number of times in my life where I look at my brothers-in-law and I'm just like, I just I just love you guys because you're so nice to me and my nephews, your kids, and, and my sisters. And thanks for being here. Just like that. Except I never say it to their faces. I say it to my sisters. And then my sisters hopefully portray that information to my brothers-in-law. I just have to say that's not where I thought that was going. Oh, really? I thought you were going to be like, I've never
1: once gotten emotional over my brother's in-law. Oh, no,
0: I have. I totally have. Because when you see someone who loves your siblings so well and, like, cares for them in ways that you know that they like to be cared for, it just, it can be overwhelming. And I have found myself many a time overwhelmed by them loving my sisters well, so... Shout out to my brothers, law.
1: See, I have older brothers. My second oldest brother is married. I adore my
0: sister-in-law. Um, and it's just so fun having another sister. I think it's a different experience. That would be completely yeah. different. I can't imagine having a sister-in-law. Okay. Any
1: last points? I feel like there, there were some other points that I wanted to say. Oh, okay. One thing that bothered me about Nora. We're just, mm-hmm. like, ranting about this book at this point. <laughs> and I feel like everyone's going to be shocked about what I rated this. Um, but I'm taking it in with a critical eye, okay? Yeah. Um, Nora talks about her exes, uh, so much. And I get that that's, like, part of the whole, like, trope thing. Yeah. But she talks about them to Charlie all the time, too. And one in particular is named Jacob. Couple things
0: that bothered me about this. I'm ready. One, it is spelt with a K. J A K. Opie, I think that was on purpose. I think that she wrote it that way to annoy you. Well, it did annoy me the entire time, and
1: I'm sorry if you are related to someone, in love with someone, friends with someone, you or know someone it. that is named Jacob with a K. Yeah, <laughs> if you have a child that is named Jacob with a K, I apologize. Um, nothing wrong with it, except for that it just annoyed me in the book. That's probably because. My boyfriend's name is Jacob. With a with C. With a C. Like the normal way. Could be pronounced
0: Jacob as well. Ja-
1: Jacob? Is it Jacob?
0: <laughs> uh, if there is an, an E at the end, I would say that's more likely. Or Jacoby. That would be. Jacoby? That's kind yeah. of a cool name. Jacob with a K
1: hurts you know it hurts a little bit doesn't it yeah yeah um but more than that what annoyed me was that okay so this had she had this relationship when she was like 20 and mm-hmm. it was like her first heartbreak like oh okay <laughs> i okay whatever i yeah especially when you're 20 years old like whatever that's gonna be a big deal but at this point i i don't think do you do we know how old she is i, I think, if we do i don't she's remember a, she's i'm pretty sure she's she's at least 32 i think i think She's at least 32. Okay. So, this relationship happened at least 12 years ago. At least 12 <laughs> years ago,
0: and she is still crying about this. Except she's to not. She's Charlie Lastra. <laughs> she's not crying. She refuses to cry. She refused, okay, she refuses to cry, but she's whining about it to Charlie Lastra, and it happened, like, 12 years earlier. I, so while I agree with you, I'm also going to say something that maybe is going to piss you off. I would argue that she is so closed off emotionally and to, like, working through her own emotions that she can't process it. Because she her mom has been dead since she was, like, also 20, and she has not done... It is so clear that she has done no processing or like the amount that she has let herself do is like follow traditions that they did At, like the I would I would argue that because she has not been able to work through any part of her grief and not get over but work through that she also is not able to work through actual emotional experiences that are negative I'm, I'm a fight okay, for no, a girl I, Nora I I think I think
1: that makes that's a fair point <laughs> That's a fair point. I didn't think about it that way. I was just like
0: frustrated. Like
1: it's it's been twelve years, homegirl. Like
0: (laughs) get over it. A breakup you could probably get over.
1: And I suppose that plays into the whole like she's ice cream, but she's actually super emotional, right? Because like I don't consider myself like the most emotional person, and so I'm just get over
0: it. Like, (laughs) and I am emotional to the max. See, this is good. Your help, are
1: I, this is why I love talking about books. Because we're understanding different, like, I never would have thought of that. That's really fair. I'm just over here like, what the hell,
0: Nora? Grow <laughs> up, you're 32. Um, can I say one thing, one last thing that I liked about the book? And then I want to hear what you rated it. Yeah. Um, the last thing that I liked about the book was how this town was romanticized. And then when they got there, it was, like, sad. Because that is relatable freaking content. I feel like people are always romanticizing small towns. Like, even, there was some random TikToker who I think is an influencer who found himself in my hometown, which is, like, less than 3,000 people live there. And, like, everyone lost it because he was in this, like, cute little small town or whatever. And he posted just a video of him, like fixing his jacket on the street or something anyhow and it was very cute and he picked a very nice part of my hometown very cute spot on on main street but also to like drive past main street in my town means that you have to drive past like the tractor supply that used to be a pomida that used to be a kmart that used to be a grocery store like It's a tractor supply now. The Casey's General and the dollar store. (laughs) The two dollar stores that Spooner has, one on North End and one on South End. Like, and that's about it. Like, there's, anyhow. So I, when I was reading that, I was like, okay, my, my hometown is not as decrepit as the one that's being described here. But like, that is relatable. That is so relatable. So. Oh, yeah. It reminded me so much of...
1: Uh, town that my first college was in Atchison Kansas uh home of Amelia Earhart right not home yeah I shouldn't say home birthplace of Amelia Amelia Earhart she obviously does not currently live there um maybe someday I'll of. let you know which yeah maybe someday I'll let you know which theory I like I, most I can't wait to hear that about Amelia Earhart's death um but anyways so it's like it's I only went there for two years, um, and then I visited a lot the last two years, but we always all said the same thing, like, me and my friend group, Mm -hmm. like, we'd, like, walk downtown or whatever, like, this town has so much potential, like, there's the cutest little main street, Mm -hmm. and it's actually not little, it's, like, a huge downtown area for, like, a small town, actually, yeah, and, like, all the houses in that town are, like, so, like, original and beautiful, and the town has so much potential, mm-hmm. but it's a small town, so the reality is there's not enough money to actually, like, make it cute, and part of that is also because, like, no one wants to live there because it's a small town. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if the town was thriving, it actually has potential to be, like, super cute, yeah. like, Gilmore Girls-esque, but the reality is there's just a ton of, like, thrift stores and then a ton of, like, boarded-up shops Mm. And like shops that last a season, um, yeah. and like, That's about it. I would. And there is a cute coffee shop there now, but like, yeah, it was the same thing. Like, it feels like there should be magic here, but there's
0: not. Yeah. Well, here's so. Okay, I should give a clarification. I think that the town that I grew up in has, in the past, like five, ten, five to ten years, like the downtown has become very cute, and it has potential for magic. And, honestly, it's not that decrepit, but I think that growing up there, I felt like it was more decrepit than it was. Um, but we have three coffee shops that, like, all survive all year long. Dairy Queen could not make it, but we have three coffee shops that are thriving and very cute. Okay, should
1: we do our readings? And then we have a couple of, like, fun questiony things that we wanted to talk about in case you, if you want to stick around. But if not, you can at least get our ratings. and yeah. we can... Piece the piece out, out. and and probably read this book because we've talked it up (laughs) so well. I so because if you're listening to this podcast, this is our first book episode. You probably don't know how we rate books. Yeah, Uh, I tend to be a very picky reader. I did rate this five stars, but I will say this is only my third five star read of the year 2022. So. I'm a very picky reader. So I know I said a lot of like critical things about it, but I really did love it. It's like, I mean, I think like if you go into it knowing that it's a rom com, yeah. Easy five out of five stars. Like she did a great job with the characters. A lot of like the emotions and stuff felt very real. Um, there was an aspect about the ending that I wasn't totally sold on, which I forgot to mention, but that's okay. Um, but overall, I really liked the characters. Charlie Lastra was swoon worthy for sure. Yeah, he was. And honestly, it's kind of like a love story to books as well. So if you like reading.
0: Yeah. That's a good aspect. You're making a lot of good points. How did you rate it? Um, <laughs> I think that, so my go-to star rating is literally like three stars is my most common rating. Yeah. Um okay. yeah, literally so I'm looking at my Goodreads and <laughs> my my average rating for 2021 is a 3.2. <laughs> you might I be harsher than me. I I think that it's because I give mostly threes. Um I'm trying to find there was one that I gave a five to. But anyhow, so I would give it a three because that's just like my like that was a good book. If I didn't like it, I would have given it a two. And if I really hated it, I would have given it a one. But it fell in the category of like, I probably should have expected exactly what happened. And I thought it was well written and enjoyable. There were just parts that I was picky about as a crabby old woman, which I guess is now what you should all call me. So that's it. We've finished our first book episode. We also totally were like, this will be a short episode, 30 minutes, an hour later. <laughs> Maybe the next one will be 30 minutes. Probably not. <laughs> no. But we like to talk. Yeah. And also we're, we're reading one of my favorite authors next time. So. Who I've never read. Um, I guess we
1: can announce that and then we can go into like Perfect. the fun questions. Yeah. So, so Mariah.
0: What's our next book club book? Um, our next book club book is the book *Along for the Ride* by Sarah Dessen, um, that just like Netflix just came out with a movie version, and we will also be watching and reviewing that. I think, I'm hopeful. Yeah. Um, personally, *Along for the Ride* is not one of my favorite favorites of Sarah Dessen's. However, I have loved every book of hers that I have ever read. Like, I think that her book is the only five star rating that I have this year in my Goodreads. So (laughs) like the most recent book that she came out with, which is um, the rest of the story, which I can't recommend enough. I loved that book. Um, But so we're gonna read along for the ride. And I'm really excited for it. I've
1: never read Sarah Dessen. Which, I don't know, like, I mean, everyone in high school oh, yeah. and in middle school, too, probably like, always read Sarah Dussin, and I, for some reason, just never hopped on that train. I think there were so many other series that I was, like, reading yeah. that I just never, never did it. Um, so, I'm get excited two. to read it. Now you get to. It's really good. I get good. to read it. I get to experience it, and then I get to watch the movie even better.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah. Read along. If you actually like listened to this episode, thank you. Yeah, for real. Um, And read along,
0: read, what's it called? Along Along for the Ride. ride. Yeah. And (laughs) if you want to send us a message on our Instagram page, please do that. We'll have our Instagram page linked in the description below. So you can go there and send us a message about this book that we just read and what you thought. And um, about Along for the Ride. If you've read it or you're reading it with us. Send us messages, and maybe we'll give you a little shout-out and talk, talk about what you talked about. Yes, we would love to hear
1: some other opinions on here. Um, we can be pretty cynical, as you probably <laughs> gather, so it'd be nice to hear from some other people uh, about what you guys think. So, yeah. Okay, now for some fun questions, if you still want to listen. Um, Mariah, could you see Book Lovers as a movie? Slash, if this was turned into a movie, would you actually watch this movie?
0: I think that if this movie was rated PG-13, I could probably handle watching it. But I have a feeling that if they kept in all the spice as is, it could not be rated PG-13. So, I think yes, depending. How about you? I think it would be a really interesting movie to watch, actually. I, yeah, I would definitely watch this movie.
1: It'd be interesting to see, like, who would play the main characters. Like, I'd try to, like, picture who I could think, like, yeah. famous people as main
0: characters, um, but I couldn't really, like, pick out
1: people for this one.
0: I could see I would watch it. Sadie Sink, who plays Max on Stranger Things. I could see being her- Nora or Libby? I could see her being Nora. And I could also probably see her being Libby, because there's different aspects of her, like- she can totally play the Ice Queen, and she can also play fun-loving. Like, yeah. She does really well
1: with serious roles. Yeah, she does. Like. And Nora's definitely more of, like, a serious
0: role. Yeah. Also, she's incredibly beautiful. So... Yeah. Just, like, I mean, Sadie Sink fans over here. Big. Big Sadie Sink fans. Love you, Sadie. Yeah. Kelly, I, I have a question for you now. What did you think of Book Lovers as the title? Did it fit or no? I think it fits really well.
1: Obviously, they're, they're both in, like, the literary book world. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, in, like, my rating thing, I really think that it's kind of, like, an ode to books. And, like, books bring so much life to both of the characters. Yeah. Um, both of the main characters, that is. Mm-hmm. That I think
0: it's pretty good. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I agree. And I also think that people describe themselves as, like, oh, yeah, I'm a book lover. And so, it's also a cute play on words. Yeah, um, very cute. And it's, like, simple, yeah. I don't know. Also, do you think that I... Here, here's a question for you. Do you think that I can post on Goodreads that I finished reading this book? Or do I have to go back and read the chapters that I skipped? You can post that you finished it.
1: <laughs> In talking to you, this was this podcast was your test. In talking to you, I think you read enough to say that you
0: finished it on Goodreads. <laughs> Just two English majors deciding what it means to read. Do it, and then I'm going to comment on it and be like, you didn't actually read this. I'm going to be like, no, I just skipped... Oh, how many chapters did I skip? Less than ten. chapters are pretty... Sh- less than ten chapters. That's a, That's a huge chunk I... of the book! <laughs> I said less than ten. I don't remember how... It was, okay. It was, like, maybe six. mega short. It feels... Was... Kind of a lot of pages, but I also held carried my weight in this podcast. Don't you think? Mm, you could have pulled more. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say that to you at the end of next episode because I just read most of a book of one of your favorite authors, and you're about to read one of my favorite authors, and I have a feeling that you're gonna be like, "Here's all the things that I hated." I'm gonna be like, "Dang it." <laughs> I am going to skip six chapters. (laughs) Okay. The book won't make sense to you, (laughs) but okay. Did this book make sense to you? Yeah, it totally did. Yes. Along for the Ride won't make sense, though. I have no idea. I don't know. I did read it earlier this year because I knew the movie was coming out, and I was like, I would like to remember the book. Anyhow, I'm sorry. I got us so derailed. Okay, what vibes did this book give you? Mm. Vibes, what were they? Yeah, I think... I think my biggest thing was... I. It was, like, not just a rom-com. Because I think there's an era of rom-coms from, like, the late 90s, early 2000s that, for me, are, like, up until the 2010s that are, like... Oh, the classic. Yeah, ones. exactly. Like, pinnacle rom-com. And I don't think that my mind went to those places particularly. They more because the focus of the book was like Hallmark rom com all these like the men that I've dated are leaving yeah. me for women in the Hallmark rom coms. And so I like that was all that I really thought about. I wasn't paying really close attention to the vibes it gave me. Like mostly mostly Hallmark vibes. Yeah. Yeah. But like yeah. it almost felt like the inner workings of a Hallmark movie kind of a thing. Rather than like a la la la, la, la everything. And it was like Cheesy like it too. You thought it was cheesy but like, like not in a bad way. Yeah,
1: yeah I agree. Like not in a bad
0: way. I agree. Yeah. yeah, what about you? What vibes did it give you?
1: Cool. Um, I mean, obviously got the Hallmark vibes as well. That was a given. Sure. Um, there were a few things that gave me Gilmore Girls vibes hmm. too. There's like a town meeting where people are fighting and they're like heckling in the back. Um, and miss- just, like, Libby and Nora, the, like, fast-paced, like, witty conversations that they have with each other was very, like, Gilmore Girlsy. Mm. um, yeah, could it, like, either Lorelai or Rory or, like, Lorelai and Suki, like, mm. fast-paced, witty relationship. Um, and then, like, Nora and Charlie was almost, like, a little bit Lorelai and Luke-esque. Oh, they're just, like, I see what you're saying witty with each other charlie's not as cranky as luke he's not like but cranky business owner but people think that he is
0: but people think that he is yes yeah which i suppose is luke-esque because luke is kind of he's a softy um i did miss the chapter with the town meeting
1: okay well there was a town (laughs) meeting and they were in the back laughing and heckling and they were like people voting over ridiculous things like changing the name of a business like straight from gilmore girls
0: wow if you don't mind, can you find what chapter that was and let me know so I can go back and read it? Because I think that I, I would really enjoy that chapter, and I'm bummed that I missed it. I'm going to try and find it for Thanks you. For it's best. not, like,
1: a huge part of it, but it was pretty entertaining. And then I also got some You've Got Mail vibes. I
0: don't think I've like, ever seen You've Got Mail. oh
1: classic rom
0: I've seen You've Got I'm going to look now and see if I've watched it.
1: It has Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks, like, the classic. Yeah. Film. Yeah, I think that I started watching it. She, she, I think she owns, like, a super, like, small bookstore. I have seen it. I think has, like, impacted her life. Yeah. And so, I mean, and they're, like, communicating over email. And then turns out, like, Tom Hanks is, like, kind of her, like, enemy or whatever. So there were, like, vibes like that. Because, I mean, they were communicating over email so much. And then both of them had, like... A bookstore that was very impactful in their childhoods. So there, I got like some similar vibes there. So if people liked this one, I think that they should watch You've Got Mail and Gilmore Girls. Hopefully you've already seen them if you're listening to this. Um, and then it didn't really remind me of any other books. So I think I'd just say if you liked it, just read Beach Read and People We Meet on Vacation if you haven't read those yet. Also by Emily Henry.
0: Well, I've watched a A lot, a lot of Hallmark movies. On 4th of July, 2020, I was watching Christmas movies. Like, Christmas rom-com Hallmark, like, through and through movies. It's the only source of serotonin in my life at the time. It was fine. I was fine. Um, But so, like, of course, any rom-com style of that. But yeah, I totally agree about the Gilmore Girls thing. I see what you're saying for that. Um... I'm trying to think of other things. I don't know. I'll be I'll be better at this next time, knowing that that's a question that I'm going to be rec- I'm going to be called on to answer. Gosh, having an English teacher, <laughs> sorry. having an English teacher as a podcast co-host is a little intimidating sometimes.
1: Yeah, sorry. I just came on here with questions and was like, "What did you think about this? Find <laughs> evidence from the book to support your
0: answer, please." Relatable content. I also was an English teacher, but was never good at English classes. I mean, I was good in English classes, but I don't know. I was it's not good like in you're sentence. an English teacher, but you, like, as a student, were not good in English classes. <laughs> I hope that none of my students are listening to this, but I didn't read a single book from, like, sophomore year of high school through to the end. Like, I didn't complete a single book. <laughs> I just... I feel like, I feel like that's pretty
1: normal. Like I used to be like a huge reader in middle school, like I read all the time. And then in high school, I barely read. I maybe read like five books because I I feel like this, it was like the social pressure of high school. Like I didn't want to be seen as like, Oh, like I was like, I'm in high school now. Like, I don't want to be
0: like the bookish girl anymore. Oh, that is not why I didn't read. (laughs) Oh. i didn't okay. I didn't read because I had so much reading assigned to me, and it wasn't interesting enough like i Kelly, my senior year of high school, I read a book that was translated into English and had like from I think Finnish maybe or some other language near uh whatever something <laughs> like Finnish it was translated from that, and there were these like wood stamp. Images that had been created. I don't even know how to explain them. But, Kelly, when I tell you that this book was a little graphic, it was about a, like, birthing unit in a hospital Ooh. in Ooh. Finland or Denmark or Norway, whatever country it was, trans- like, written in initially and translated from that language. And so, like, some of the wood carving stamps were a little bit intense, if you know what I mean. Was this a sign yeah. reading? Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, also my class, we chose it. Like, it was a shorter book compared to the other options, I think, and so we were like, that sounds That's interesting. That's like, It was not. Literally, you didn't care. You were just like, this one has less pages. Well, we'll choose this <laughs> but one. But the worst part about it was that it was the only book we had ever read in high school that didn't have spark notes, because you, like, Yeah, it's like an obscure book. Yeah, it's so obscure that I don't think that you can buy copies in English in the United States. Like, you can't just buy 50 copies of it. Yeah. (laughs) It's really obscure, and I didn't read it. And now I wish I would have, and I wish I knew the title so I could go back and find it. There were very few assigned
1: books that I... I read in high school. I guess before when I said like I didn't read, I did not read for fun mm-hmm. anymore mm-hmm. in high school because I just wanted to like focus on other things and like try new things. Oh. um, but same goes for assigned reading. I didn't read like a lot of them. There were very few yeah. because for the most part they were super boring. Yes. Um, I did read Great Gatsby same. because that's one of my favorite books. Oh, um. Other book I actually read and remember reading in high school was In Cold Blood by Truman Capote. And that is actually, like, what got me hooked on true crime. That was, like, the first true crime book I read. And, like, that's what kind of got me obsessed with, like, true crime books and true crime podcasts and, like, documentaries and everything. I didn't
0: realize Truman Capote wrote true crime. So
1: this is – it was actually, like, the first true crime novel. Oh. He kind of, like – Forged that style of writing, Um, which is why we read it. I was in a composition class, and so we were like studying the writing. And then also, mm-hmm. it's like super high interest because it's just talking about a murder of like a family of four in can in the middle of nowhere in Kansas. Ooh, like, super interesting. And then you especially if you're like seventeen, and you still moved to Kansas. <laughs> yeah, I still I still went to Kansas. That's debatable. Um, <laughs> yeah, I make questionable decisions. It's fine. I wasn't in like. A farmhouse, though. This family was, like, in a farmhouse. So, don't live on a farm. That's the... That's the
0: key thing here. Are you saying Um, that when I was a kid, I was living in extra danger? Living on a hobby farm? Yes. Because you never know who could come
1: (laughs) and murder you and your family in cold blood. Um, But, yeah. So, basically, this was, like, the first, like, Truman Capote, like, what he did, what was super interesting. Like, it's a true story. Mm -hmm. He met with the two, like, killers while they were in prison and, like, got this whole story. And what was super interesting is that, like, I mean, it's written like a novel, Mm -hmm. but it's a true story. So it was, like, kind of the first of its kind, like, he, like, the first kind of storytelling, journalistic style. Whoa, Um, I didn't know that. And, yeah, it was kind of, like, the first true
0: crime book. And, yeah, it's super interesting. Wow, I am really glad that I never read that. I was going
1: to say we should read it. We should read Inkle Flood.
0: Cool. Dude, I can't do that.
1: That's so good. No, it is pretty creepy, Yeah, it is really good.
0: I'm a scaredy cat when it comes to things like that. Stranger Things, I can handle it for weeks and months and years because it's not real and I can tell myself that. When it comes to true crime, like I saw the first Saw movie and... There were nights for literally years that I couldn't sleep because I was, my brain was stuck thinking about it. And now I'm okay, on Okay, the a, saw is not, the saw is not true crime. No, but it's like psychological thriller and it's feasible that, well, okay, it's not totally feasible, but like the concept of it is feasible. And that was what freaked me out. I couldn't do it. Okay. And okay, but I was tricked into watching it. Can I tell you that story really fast? Yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure we're gonna probably cut out the past like 20. Yeah, minutes. that's finish this story.
0: And then we'll stop recording and just continue talking. Perfect. So essentially, I had a friend who was like, let's watch. I don't know, it was some rom com, like fifty first dates. And I was like, yeah, I would love to do that. Let's hang out and do that. Um, And he and I were good buds. And so I was like, sure. And then he invited my roommate to come with. And so it was me and my roommate, him and his roommate. And we got there and he was like, so like today I just realized that I'm not interested in watching Fifty First first dates, but I really want to watch a Saw movie. Um, I know that Naval can handle it, but Mariah, I don't think you can. And I was like, <laughs> what the oh hell does that gosh. mean? And he knew me well enough to know that I was going to like fall for that. What a jerk. He ended up being a jerk. So disappointing. Um, What a jerk. I know. What a
1: freaking jerk. But he
0: tricked me into watching Saw. (laughs) And then at the end was like, what did you think about it? And I was like, I'm horrified. I'm not going to sleep tonight. I won't. I'm not going to sleep tonight. And then I didn't sleep for a bunch of nights for like literally three years. It was so bad.
1: That's fair.
0: Yeah. And now I'm on medication that reduces my anxiety by like 99%. Not actually. I would say like we are a sound. We're definitely gonna read a thriller. No, too. I can't but do that.
1: We'll, <laughs> I'll try we'll try and pick not scary ones. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Alright, Kelly. I think we've gotten to the weird part of YouTube. I think we've gone past it. Yeah. Should we should we play some music to send ourselves out?
1: <laughs> Remember, only hot girls have ADHD. But not all hot girls have ADHD. Thanks for listening to this week's episode, y'all.
0: Remember to check the description for this month's book club pick. Deuces. Bye. Bye. Love, Love you.